Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Fresh Frozen Southerner podcast. My name is Jay. I hope all is well. So on Sunday, my wife and I went to Walmart and we were doing our regular weekly trip to the grocery store. Now, the store itself was not very crowded, but when we got everything and we got in line to check out, the line was insanely long. So while my wife stood in line, I walked up and down the little row of cashier stations to see if I could find a less crowded line for us to get into. And if you've been in a Walmart recently, you've noticed that they're shifting to self-checkouts. And the registers run along the front of the store, and there's a little square on each end of small checkouts, which basically just have a little shelf to one side and one bag stand on the other. But then they've also got a bunch of bigger, like more traditional register setups with the conveyor belts about five foot long, what grocery stores have had for 40 years. And we have two children, so it's never just a couple of items when we go. It's always a full buggy. And if you have got a bunch of items, you simply cannot use these small checkout stands. There's nowhere to put the stuff as you bag it. You can't put it back into the buggy because there's stuff in the buggy you need to get out. So I'm looking for a regular checkout line. Now, they've probably got 30 of the big conveyor belt checkout stations, and there's four actual registers with a person at them open. All four of those are mobbed. All of the other self-checkout stands are closed. Why in the hell does Walmart close a self-checkout line? You only need one person walking back and forth in case you have an issue, and there's always an issue. Uh, When we were checking out that day, my son likes the cup of noodles ramen as a snack. Two of those, it said I needed approval to purchase that, like I was buying something with an age restriction on it. It was a flipping thing of noodles. And two times the lady had to come over and give authorization. And look, Walmart, I get it. Amazon has taken a lot of your market share. The convenience of online shopping is really making it hard for you guys to turn a profit. That's why you're doing away with the cashiers. But when you only have a couple of registers open that people with a lot of items can use, all you're doing is you're making it less convenient to come to your store, which is going to drive more of your customers to online shopping. It's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy what you're doing. And I cannot believe that people have made this decision. I looked it up. The average executive at Walmart makes 234000 a year. Now, I'm sure that this very sweeping procedural change did not come from the junior execs that had been on the job for six months. These were senior executives that made this decision. These are educated people. I'm sure every single one of them has at least an MBA. They've had years on the job And this is what they came up with. We're going to make it that much harder for people to walk into our store and get the stuff we need. You're cutting your own throat. You're hastening people's exodus to online shopping. Walmart is going to go the way of Kmart. Now, like I say, I think with the convenience of online shopping, I mean, you know, in some bigger cities, you can order groceries from Amazon and they'll deliver them in a couple of hours. That is going to put an end to the big department brick-and-mortar stores. It's just naturally it's going to go that way. 
Walmart is actually trying to make that change happen faster because they've set their stores up in such a way that when you're walking out to your car, you're angry. You don't want to be in that store ever again. Again, these are intelligent, educated, experienced people that have made this decision, but you see this a lot. As a younger man, I worked in the restaurant industry for several years, and during that time, I worked at a couple of restaurants that were struggling, and these weren't dumps that you could understand why people didn't want to come to. They had nice facilities. The food was very good. Without fail, when a restaurant starts to struggle, the owner decides, well, let's raise prices a little bit. And on paper, that sounds like a fantastic idea. Your overhead costs are not going up anymore. If you're selling 100 plates of food every day, if you could raise the price a couple of bucks, that's not a huge increase, and that's just 200 extra dollars we're going to bring in every single day at no additional cost to ourselves. The problem with that is if people don't want to come and eat your food when it's $10 a plate, even fewer people are going to come when it's $12 a plate. So you lose customers, the restaurant goes out of business that much faster, but that's always the first thing that pops into an owner's head. let's, Let's raise the prices a little bit and it'll increase our profit margin. But I have learned the hard way that when you see a restaurant do that, it's time to start your job search because that restaurant is not going to be open four months from now. And while we're on the subject of really stupid moves by educated people, I'm sure a lot of you have seen this. uh, Virginia, my home state, the Old Dominion, is considering doing away with advanced mathematics for high school students until the 11th grade because of equality issues. Now, since this became a national headline, uh, Virginia Board of Education is backpedaling from that as fast as they can. The school district that this story came out of is saying, oh no, we weren't planning on doing that. This was something we were discussing. We weren't getting ready to implement it. Well, I I understand that this was in the planning stages, but this wasn't fabricated out of whole cloth. There's charts of what you were planning on doing. I get that it wasn't supposed to go into effect until 2022, but you were discussing doing this. And like I say, they are backpedaling from it as quickly as they possibly can. As I was doing a little research for this, There was one story discussing the original story, and then there was about 10 more that popped up before you got to that one trying to explain it away. Again, saying, you know, this was just something that was in discussion. And I love the way these stories are written. And I know it's because people that study people's behavior say that most people will read the headline and maybe the first paragraph, and they're not going to dig deeper into the article. But you read these stories, and they all say that that was not what Virginia was planning on doing. And then they deeper into the article, they'll lay out the plan that they're defending, and it is exactly what the headline says it's not. I was reading one article, and it was saying that, you know, that was never, this is fake news, people are making this up. Of course, they're attacking Fox every other sentence. But then they get into what was going to happen with the new plan. And yeah, absolutely. Every student would take the exact same math course from sixth grade to 10th grade, regardless of how good or how bad 
their math scores are. That is exactly what the story said Virginia was planning on doing. And of course, this would have been sold as being beneficial to the students because everyone would have the equal education and equality is always the goal for these progressive movements. But but they're never looking for equality of opportunity. They're trying to get an equal outcome. And you cannot have equal outcome because you will never have equal effort. See, the problem with equal outcome is you can't make everyone exceptional. Can everybody in this country be the starting quarterback for an NFL team? No, of course not. There's only 32 slots open. And 99.999% of the population of this country does not have the physical skill set to play NFL football. Believe me, I would love to play on an NFL team and be one of the most overpaid people in the country. Unfortunately, I'm five foot eight and I run very slowly. So physically, there is absolutely zero chance that I could ever make an NFL roster. That does not mean that I want to make it so that nobody can be on an NFL roster. I understand I don't have that skill set, and it's not a tragedy, and it's not that I've been oppressed. That's just simply the reality. And the same with math. Even if they give these kids the exact same classes all the way through school, much less just up to the 10th grade, you're still going to have inequality because some people just simply don't want to be mathematicians. Some people simply, their minds don't work in that direction. And if you need an example of this, uh, growing up, I had one sibling. My father is a civil engineer, or was, he's retired. My mother was an accountant. My sister is a civil engineer, and I hate math. And it's not that I did horrible in math. I could understand the concepts, but when I would start to work the equation, at some point in that equation, I would add four and three and get eight and not notice it. Or I would move something to the other side of the equation and forget to change the sign. Just little details like that, but in a math problem, a little detail like that guarantees that you're not going to get the right answer to that problem. I did very well in English. I was not a good math student. But since they cannot make everyone exceptional, the only other option they have when they're going for equal opportunity is to make everybody the lowest common denominator. And that is not good for a society. That is not good going forward for these students. It's going to make them harder to get into colleges that they're trying to get into. Uh, when they do, a lot of these kids are going to have to pay and take a remedial course that they don't actually need. It's just that they did not get that requirement taken care of in high school. And there is a perfectly good reason that this has never been tried before. And it's because it is a ridiculously stupid idea. Imagine if you went to all the restaurants in your town and surveyed the food from all of those restaurants and you found the worst restaurant in town that put out the just the crappiest, I don't care, plate of food that, that you can find in that town. And then you went to all the other restaurants and told them you are not allowed to make food any better than this one restaurant. Is that a good thing? No, every single one of those restaurants are going to go out of business because people won't pay money for crap. This is the same thing. You cannot artificially restrict how a student advances through school and expect it to have a good outcome. 
And this is what terrifies me when I hear politicians talking about income inequality. Because again, you cannot artificially make everyone independently wealthy. So the only other option is to make everyone poor. And that, unfortunately, is not just some crazy idea I've gotten into my head. The founders of the progressive movement in the United States, and yes, that was not just a grassroots movement that sprang up all by itself. There was actually an organization that was pushing for some of these policies. In the early 1900s, there was about five individuals that went to Europe and they were studying European leaders, men that you may have heard the names of, uh, people like Mussolini, Lenin, Adolf Hitler. Now, I'm sure you're saying to yourself, how could anyone study Adolf Hitler as a role model? Uh, keep in mind, this was in the 1920s. This was before it was known that he was going to be putting people in ovens. But the socialist and democratic fascist forms of government, these men were fascinated by those systems of government, and they thought that those policies should be brought over to America. One of the places that they visited was post-Bolshevik Revolution Russia. One of these individuals, I'm sorry, I don't have the gentleman's name. I'll try to find that for you if anybody would like to know it. Uh, wrote a letter back to his mother while he was in Russia studying the Lenin Leninist government, and he told his mother about how wonderful Russia was because, and I'm quoting, everyone is poor together. Well, I'm sorry, that's not something you should aspire to. You should want to advance your society. You don't want everybody living in a shack waiting on their turn in a bread line. Now, free market capitalism has been demonized in our popular culture for about the last 50 years. But you have to look at the advancements that free market capitalism, and specifically American free market capitalism, has brought to the planet. Paleontologists seem to agree that modern human beings have been on the planet for about 100,000 years. So basically, human history prior to America was 99,755 years, and in that time we had developed alcohol, the firearm, and the loom. And then in the 245 years of American free market capitalism, we have went from oil lamps and outhouses to sending robots to explore other planets. 245 years to go from horse and buggies to the smartphone and supersonic jets. While we're talking about smartphones, I want to take just a little bit of a detour right now. When I was a kid, the George Jetson telephone was a fever dream of the future. Oh, it'd be so cool. You could see who you were talking to. And, and it's here now. Everybody has got a smartphone that they can do FaceTime call or you can do Skype on your computer. And it's not this giant screen on the wall. It's something that I can stick in my pocket and walk around with. The George Jetson phone showed up after 50 years of people dreaming of it, and the collective response was, eh, that's cool, I guess. It's just amazing to me how fast we can take this stuff for granted. Um, I play online video games, and there is a young man who lives in New Zealand that I will play with from time to time. And when I'm playing a game with him, we have a lot of connection issues. He lags out of the session that we're in pretty often, and it's a little bit aggravating. And I caught myself getting upset, and not with him, but with the 
the internet connection and the game servers, and then it hit me. I am talking to someone in real time and playing a video game with someone that is literally on the other side of the planet. And instead of being amazed by that fact, I'm aggravated because it doesn't work perfectly 100% of the time. But getting back on topic, what we have seen in the history of this country is what happens when you unleash human innovation and allow individuals to enjoy the fruits of their labor. And that is the key to the whole system, that you are working for yourself. You can improve yourself. Social engineering always fails because it does not understand that one facet of human nature. If you are going to get the benefit of the extra work and the extra effort, you will work much harder. And not everyone is going to succeed. There are some people that don't have the ability. There are Most of the people won't have the motivation. But there's no reason to hamstring the people that were going to make it just so the people that won't make it aren't going to feel bad because the people that do make it improve the country for everyone. Now, free market capitalism is not perfect because you're dealing with people and people are flawed. You're going to have excesses. You're going to have abuses. But free market capitalism has improved the planet a thousandfold over any other system that has been tried in the history of mankind. And the saddest thing about the entire situation is the people that push the social engineering, they understand how things are in any other situation. If you were to go up to one of these people and say, should I feed the bears? They're going to say, well, no, you shouldn't feed the bears because they'll get fat and lazy and they'll forget how to forage. And then you're just stuck with a bunch of useless bears that you've got to take care of for the rest of your life. And I just want to scream at these people. Well, why don't you plug that logic into this model for a utopian society you have and just see how big of a monkey wrench that throws into the whole works? Because that's going to ruin everything. But for one reason or another, they never do that. And they are going to continue to push for an equality of outcome, even though logic, anecdotal evidence, human history shows that that is simply not a possibility. So what people need to do is they need to focus on their own outcomes and don't worry about anybody else's outcome. Because the fact of the matter is, there are always going to be people that have some kind of advantage over you in whatever endeavor you're going for. There's always going to be somebody with a little better education, a little more experience. They're going to be a little better connected to someone that can help them along. They're going to be taller. They're going to be better looking. There's always going to be those hurdles. You should focus on your life and where your outcome is. Because if at the end of the day you have improved your position in life, it does not matter if somebody did a little bit better than you did. One of the things I hate most in this world is when politicians stand in front of a microphone and start telling a group of people all the reasons that they're never going to succeed and they're never going to get ahead because of this reason or that reason. The worst thing you can give a person is an excuse because they will take it. And every person in this country has some kind of tragedy in their life. Some people have very minor tragedies. Some people have things that it's like they come out of a melodrama on Telemundo. But everybody has something that has set them back in life. 
The only difference is some individuals will let that be the reason that they never accomplish anything. And some people will just move past it and get on with their life. And whether a politician wants to recognize that fact or not, that is why equal outcomes are just a fairy tale. All right, guys, that's about all I've got for you today. Uh, As always, I appreciate you sitting with me. And if you want to send me a comment, please send me an email at freshfrozensoutherner at gmail.com. All right, guys, I hope you have a good weekend. I hope the weather's nice and everybody gets to get out and get a little fresh air. I think it's supposed to pour down the rain here all weekend. so. So get out and enjoy your life a little bit for me up here in the frozen north. All right, guys, I'd like to leave you with one last little bit of wisdom from uh, my favorite podcaster, Adam Carolla, and it sums up this subject pretty well. The playing field will never be level. Now get to work. (laughs) 